How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to another episode. Hope everyone's had a good game week. Obviously, game week six has already come and gone and already previewing game week seven. So, usual sort of format. Going to be discussing my game week six performance, talking about some of the uh, main talking points, the dream team, and then we're going to go into some of the social media questions. So, um, yeah, going to go straight into it with uh, my game week six uh, review. And uh, it was actually okay. Guys, I know last four game weeks I've been crying about my red arrows and you'll be glad to know that I finally hit the uh, the green arrow. So finished on 62 points, which has given me an overall rank of 571,409. So worked out to be about 120,000 uh, rise, which was much, much needed after the recent performances. So that paid off and one thing that did pay off and I discussed it on my Twitter was how I went really late into Otamendi. So I went out from Zinchenko, brought in Otamendi and uh, used my free transfer and it paid off wonderful. Obviously for those who didn't see, Zinchenko was dropped from the squad. I think just for rest rest, um, and Otamendi got his start, which I expected goal assist and even better came off after 60 minutes so locked in that clean sheet and uh, no worries really absolutely masterstroke if I do say so myself now of course it was a bit of bit of luck there along the way but the plan there was to bring in Otamendi we know that Laporte's got a long-term injury and Stones is out for a few more weeks so Otamendi at centre-back looked absolutely secure there felt like Zinchenko was going to be rotated soon with Mendy and thankfully Obviously, for those who still own Zinchenko, I apologise. But thankfully for myself, that worked out that way. Lovely. So 15 points for Otamendi there. Obviously, zero for Zinchenko. So a big swing. And being a free transfer, just win-win situation there. Um, obviously, of course, the main man, Sterling, failed us all and didn't play at all in that game. And God, I don't know about you guys, but how painful was it to watch an 8-0 win and see your player that you've captained not even come off the bench. So what he would have done against Watford is uh, painful to think, to be honest with you. So I was unlucky enough, like many, to captain Sterling and uh, didn't own De Bruyne to have my vice captaincy, as some of you did, which uh, could only take my hats off to you. You know, make your own luck sometimes in FPL. And just a quick word on that. My previous video, my uh, Tuesday top tip, discusses about the importance of focusing on vice captaincy, bench order, and um, how you can make your own luck sometimes in FPL. And it talks about this whole Sterling captaincy fail, De Bruyne vice captaincy. So be sure to check out that video after this one and uh, just, you know, understand that sometimes, even though it may seem lucky, you do make your own luck. So um, yeah, a little chat about that there, guys. But talking about luck, had Lundstrom, First sub, and obviously with Sterling not playing, I had him come on off the bench for a 12-point haul. The the man's just been an absolute god in FPL. Some may say even overperforming Wamba Saka of last year. I don't want to be the one to say that because there are some, you know, big fans out there. But for me, Lundstrom right now is just proven to be unbelievable value. Coming into a horrendous run of fixtures, Sheffield United. So not going to be thinking about putting him in my start eleven anytime soon, but. Much welcome, 12 points off the bench there. So um, the only real other return in the side was uh, Salah got uh, an assist, obviously 
For those who didn't see it, stole the assist off Mane. All he done was roll a back heel free kick to Trent, who'd done all the work and put a top corner. But as a Salah owner, and obviously him being my vice captain, picking up the captaincy points, no complaints whatsoever. So I'll take that all day. And uh, yeah, 10 points from Salah. But other than that, pretty poor game from everyone else. I've got an assist from Robertson. But the main talking point for me in my side is, uh, and for a lot of you, is the Everton assets. I had... Digne and Sigerson both poor again. Like Digne has been quite an expensive. I wouldn't say flop necessarily, but playing in an Everton side which is seriously underwhelming at six point one million. And don't get me started on Sigerson. Six, uh, I bought it for eight million. Now down to seven point seven million. It's just uh, just been killer in my side. Just been eating up funds. Really not been rewarding my loyalty towards him. I discussed at the start of the season how I wanted to hold him for the first six. He's the sort of player that you need to hold for the entire season. And unfortunately, this six-week game week experiment has not paid off. So for me, he's going out this week. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, uh, that's going to be the end of probably both my Everton assets. They are just not delivering the goods. I do think that they will, in the long term, be good assets. But right now, you just got to go with form the eye test, underlying stats, and they really aren't there for these Everton assets. So that could be the last game week for them on my side, unfortunately, guys. Um, yeah, so that's my game week. All in all, good game week. Green Arrow can complain. And um, usual stuff, just wanted to talk about the sort of players who I've identified in the game week six dream team that have been... Um, kind of of note kind of popped up and just want to discuss a little bit more so the first one was uh Otamendi at Man City surprise surprise you know I think the dream team was made up of like five Man City players so absolutely ridiculous but um I quickly touched on Otamendi but 15 points for him uh and the main thing I wanted to talk about was obviously with the likes of Zinchenko Kyle Walker um, the injury to Laporte, Stone's injury. I feel like Otamendi is the best Man City asset in that defence to own. Obviously, Edison aside with the game type security, I think Otamendi provides what managers are looking for. 5.5 million right now. So obviously, he isn't at the super premium end of the Liverpool assets, but he's also not that budget pick. So for me, he's the perfect value where he's guaranteed game time in this Man City side. He's got proven attacking returns in the 2017-18 season. He got four goals there. And obviously already this season, he's got a goal and assist, albeit in an absolute rout that we're not going to see again probably this season from Man City. Well, I say that, probably <laughs> curse the next side that play him. But don't expect, obviously, a goal and assist every week from Otamendi. But I think for 5.5 million, he's going to be guaranteed in that centre-back role. I think for the long term, I don't see... Uh, even when Stones gets back, replacing Otamendi. So I think he's got the long-term fixtures, which are decent, the attacking potential. And although Man City haven't kept a ton of clean sheets, we just can't we can't forget that they are the best side in the league, arguably. They keep possession against most teams and they minimise shots on their goal. So for me, the mean, even though they haven't kept clean sheets throughout the season, is going to come back to it. And they're going to be keeping clean sheets. So I think for me, guys, if you're owning Zinchenko, if you're looking for a player to own, you have about 5.5 million in the bank. I think Otamendi is a great option this week and for, for, for future game weeks, really. So I think he's a notable player to keep an eye on that dream team. 
Uh, another player who popped up in the game week six dream team was uh, Bernardo Silva. So 19 points, highest scoring player this game week. And uh, bagged his, what I think is his first, I think it's his first uh, Premier League hat trick. So uh, it's important with Bernardo Silva. I think he's priced at about 7.8 million. And with the Man, Man City assets, I've always spoke about how you shouldn't go cheap with them. You should just go, just accept that the most expensive assets are their best assets. So the likes of Sterling, De Bruyne, Aguero. Everyone else, the Davis Silvers, the Bernardo Silvers, the Marises, yes, they do provide value at their prices because they are significantly cheaper. But really, you pay for what you get in these players. And you're not going to be getting these sort of players that score at the same volume of points like De Bruyne's, Aguero's and Sterling's. And I think Bernardo Silva picking up 19 points here is a testament to his FPL value because I still think he is but I just want to think that that could be a potential red herring there because I think that's the sort of player that managers will see and think oh brilliant this guy can cover Sterling this season he scored a hat trick there we go proven that he can score points but I do think that's a little bit of a red herring in the side Bernardo Silva isn't known for his prolific goal scorer and he will get you you know five to ten goals in a season but he's not going to be reaching them sterling levels and uh i think although he is a good option he still isn't a replacement for sterling and all de bruyne i still think they are the best assets in that man city midfield so keep an eye on bernardo silva if you haven't got you know 10 11 12 you know even 9 million to spend in the midfield i still think bernardo silva is a good option but just keep an eye on the next it could be a bit of a red heron and uh the last player i want to highlight was um Burnley's Chris Wood so finally getting off the mark with a brace uh currently priced at 6.2 million so he's 5.5 uh, million cheaper than his uh, uh forward teammate uh Barnes and uh Barnes has been the one getting a lot of the plaudits recently I think he's got about four goals this season started the season really strong but last few game weeks hasn't really performed hasn't played 90 minutes as much Barnes whereas Wood you know has been going under the radar really obviously slow start to the season in comparison to Barnes but at 6.2 million scored a brace the, the interesting thing with these two is they usually do perform pretty similar over the years and they actually have a, an exact same xg so both have a 2.54 xg this season and uh, the stats really aren't that too dissimilar really both players are having similar xg as I mentioned shots and I do think that if you are looking to purchase a Burnley striker and Barnes isn't really fancy, you know, tickling your fancy, I do think that Wood at 6.2 million actually does justify saving the 0.5. I think historical data, underlying stats suggest that he could perform the same as Barnes. And the way the heat maps are providing, it looks like Barnes is the one dropping a bit deeper in the matches and Wood is staying higher up. So, you know, although I wouldn't say to anyone jump into wood and get him in now I'm not saying that at all but i think he could provide good value at 6.2 million so i'd be think he is one to keep an eye on for sure i do think that he could perform the same as barnes this season so one to watch definitely um so yeah that's the dream team guys just wanted to quickly go over some um some of the hot topics as well this game week so for me i think um there's been a lot of chat about chelsea assets so Obviously, for those who didn't watch the Liverpool game, Chelsea lost 2-1. But I think that they didn't give themselves 
uh, a distrust at all. They were very good against Liverpool, especially in the second half. And I think they showed that their assets are still really, really good attacking assets. Now, for me, the two that you have to be looking at at Chelsea are Mason Mount and Tammy Abraham. So Mason Mount this season, 6.5 million. So he's had a 0.5 increase already, but has already shown that he is great FPL value. And for me, he is the best midfield option below 7 million. He's shown that he's got set-piece authority, he's got goal threat and assist potential. So I think right now, for those who don't own Mount, I think that he is definitely the best option below 7 if you are looking in that region. I do think that John McGinn of Aston Villa is a good option. I think he's at 5.6 million, I believe, 5.5. But for me, I think if you do have the additional million, I think Mason Mount is worth that extra funds in the side. I think playing in Chelsea, for those who haven't seen, Chelsea's fixtures are absolutely brilliant. I'll put them on the screen now. and They have absolutely brilliant fixtures coming up. And I think he could be one of the best budget, well, cheaper midfield options to own. And um, again, another man, as I mentioned, Tammy Abraham, 7.4 million, has the best expected goals per 90 of any, well, I'm going to say budget forward. He uh, has an expected goals per 90 of 0.7. Seven goals this season, only one behind Aguero. And as I mentioned, brilliant upcoming fixtures. And the most notable thing for him is that he's getting the big chances this season. I think he's had, I think, seven big chances. Um, he is definitely Lampard's main man up top. Um, he's he's not going to get rotated, I don't think, with Bashoi or Giroud. I think that's where the Europa League and... Pos uh, sorry, God, sorry, Chelsea fans. Champions League, the Cups is where Giroud and Bashoi will come in. I do think that Abraham, you know, there is potential for him to get rotated if he really comes off form. But I think the way that he's performing, the way that he is linking well with the team, I think that he is a great option at 7.4 million. I think if I had to pick a budget option, he would actually beat Pookie right now for me. I think his upcoming fixtures are brilliant. And I think if I was to invest in a budget mid-price forward, my, um, Abraham would be the player for me. So I think, guys, if you haven't been considering mid-priced forwards I think it is the time to still consider them still provide great value and the Chelsea assets are still brilliant options another hot topic has been whether Man United are still FPL value now it seems like this question is just a weekly thing really one week you know brilliant value next week not good value so on so on so uh, my thoughts on it personally is that Man United, uh, obviously, 2-0 loss against West Ham. Just really, really poor. Um, I think that they still have FPL potential, but right now they're just a no-go. I think Rashford looks shot for confidence. Martial's still out injured. Pogba's going to be back for the next game week. But outside of that, guys, the attacking potential, I think Dan James is an option. And outside of that, there is no real FPL value. And I think with Man United, I think they are a little bit lucky. They do have influential players, as I mentioned, like Martial Pogba out their side. But they really don't look uh, the form side to go into. Now, saying that, I do think that they still provide some value in the defence. Now, I know, I know, you can see the two goals go for West Ham. Uh, what am I saying? But I do think that their expected goals against is, I think, second best in the league. Uh, I think they are a little bit unlucky along the way. And I think that Maguire and Wan-Bissaka in the long term are still going to be good options. Now, will I say 
buy them now? No, I don't think so. I think they're still waiting to see. I think I would be jumping into right now. I think the likes of Tamori at Chelsea at 4.5 million could be brilliant value. Also, Soyuncu at Leicester is a good option. I think that right now I wouldn't be jumping into Man United assets at all. And the last uh, topic I want to talk about was Liverpool. So obviously a bit of a winning machine right now, but their time has finally come where they're going to be tested a little bit with that upcoming fixture. So obviously had Chelsea away, which they had a brilliant 2-1 victory there. But then we come into Sheffield United away, Leicester at home, United away, Spurs at home, Villa away. Man City at home. So a real sort of testing period for Liverpool. I think obviously Sheffield United and Villa are just, as you'd expect, probably comfortable wins there. But even Leicester, they showed their real potential this season trying to break into the top four. And I think they are going to be a test for Liverpool there. Really not going to be a walkover whatsoever. And then obviously, you know, United and Spurs, not in a good run of form right now, but you still would not uh, expect Liverpool to absolutely run all over both them sides well maybe if you are uh actually uh, saying that now guys there is potential Liverpool could run <laughs> over both of them sides but I'm going to look at it from historical perspective and say that there's potential there for them both to put up a stern test against Liverpool and then of course doesn't get any harder than Man City so the main thing we'll talk about here is for those who have got defensive assets whether there is still value in holding on to them now I don't think there's any uh, question that Alexander-Arnold and Robertson are amazing FPL value. And first, I want to say that if you do own either of them, they're a hold. I think you're going to get fixtures where Liverpool have tough games, tough runs like this one here. But you own Robertson and Trent as basically midfielders. You know, that the weekend gone just shown that Trent getting a goal, Robertson getting an assist. You're basically owning a right and a left winger. So I think, guys... For those who own Robertson and Alexander-Arnold, I, I don't think there are many of you out there, but they are still a hold. They're an absolute hold. Even if you own both, I think they're still a hold. I think a 7 million, 6.9 million for Robertson, they're, they're just brilliant value, really, guys. So I think it's a hold. But what I'm going to say here, is, and it speaks for myself as well, is for those who own one of these guys and Van Dijk or and Matip, um, I think there is an argument there to potentially get rid of one of your Liverpool defensive assets now I currently own Robertson and Van Dijk and of course for me Robertson is a definite hold but with Van, Van Dijk I can understand the the conversation about possibly dropping him obviously doesn't have the attacking potential like Robertson and Alexander-Arnold I still expect Van Dijk to probably get three or four goals this season from headers from corners set pieces etc but there is definitely an argument there to say that he is not necessarily going to be amazing value in this period if Liverpool don't keep clean sheets. Now, obviously, Liverpool have struggled a little bit this season keeping clean sheets, but I do think that, um, funny enough, against these big sides, I still expect them to have a real shot. As we know, Alisson is coming back from his injury after the international break, so not too long to wait, guys, to get a safe pair of hands in, in the goal. Although I do think Adrian has done okay, but... For me, I think Trent Robbo, a guaranteed hold. But I do think there is value in selling Van Dijk. At 6.5 million, he has a lot of money there. And Liverpool haven't necessarily shown that they can keep clean sheets on a consistent basis. Now, this does come with a caveat. Because after that run of fixtures that I've mentioned, Liverpool have an amazing long-term run of fixtures. And when once Alisson's back, if Liverpool go back to their sort of 
form last season. You're going to be begging for two Liverpool uh, defensive assets because I think they are going to be brilliant value in that long term. So I think if you are going to go off the two, just be considerate that after these next five fixtures, six fixtures, you're going to be wanting to go back on double Liverpool defence if they maintain that form of last year. So I think if I was to wildcard right now, I think I'll probably have one Liverpool defensive asset and that would be Alexander-Arnold. If I have free transfers, I would hold Van Dijk for this game week especially and I'd probably hold him for the next two. See how they perform against Sheffield United. I was, I, I'm going to be shocked if they can see, guys. I don't know why I just have a funny feeling. Leicester's going to be a real test. But after that, you know, I do think that that will give us a bit more insight into whether Liverpool are back to their sort of ways in defence. And uh, I think for me personally, guys, they're a definite hold for now. Van Dijk, especially with Sheffield United away. If you are wildcard and no, I would go down to one Liverpool asset with the potential to go into Liverpool defensive assets after that Man City home game. So that's my kind of thoughts there, guys. Uh, let me know what you think in the comments. Obviously, I might be completely wrong uh, on my thoughts there, but I think... There is still good value in Liverpool assets, but if I was wildcard, I'd probably just go for one. So I uh, just want to do a quick shout out for the league, guys. Um, don't know why I do this because I'm tracking my downfall in my own league, but you know, got to be giving shout outs to these guys who supported the league. So good work to those who've been joining, and obviously the codes in the description for those who are still interested in joining. Really competitive league, real good stuff in there. So be sure to join and support the league. But a bit of a rare one, guys. Actually, didn't go down in the league. But didn't go up either. Stayed at 55th in the league. So, you know, it's not a red arrow. So I'm going to take it. And uh, so 55th in my own league. And uh, some good scores in, in the league this season. So I'm going to quickly run through the top 10 as usual. 10th uh, is uh, Joseph Free uh, Hitzel, the team name. Uh, so that's Paul Woodhead. 99 points. Absolutely smashed it. Th 382 points. 9th is Pacific FC. Uh, 75 points, 382 points as well. And then we have an eighth place, again, on 382 points, is ABCDEFC. Uh, that's Mikey Morris, 77 points for the week. Good work there. Seventh place is, wow, going to get this wrong, Akubu, Akubo is the team name. And that's uh, even harder, <laughs> apologies. Ingvi Opoka, Apaka, apologies if you got that wrong. 383 points quality there. Then we got Bench Warmers FC at sixth on 383. Fifth is Napak FC, I think. Uh, 385 points. And then we got fourth, the Cop. That's a, a bell there on 55 points this game week. 386 total. Now the big one, top three. So we got third place, Momu Bolu FC. Great name. At 89 points, 388 points total. Second place, we have Avengers. Uh, that was a uh, Avengers Endgame reference for anyone who does watch it. For those who didn't don't watch uh, Marvel Avengers, that was just super embarrassing, so just skip over that one. Um, 85 points, 395 points total. And first place, Ben Pugh, Eden Comeback, team name. 400 points, absolutely smashing it. 77 points for the week, so keep it going. As I mentioned, guys, I did promise if someone called me out on Twitter about possible prizes in the future, I did say maybe prizes, and I still want to bring some prizes out, but obviously right now, guys, um, 
Yeah, no prizes right now, I apologise. But the shout-out should be a prize in itself, so good work there. So, moving on to questions. Obviously, this is probably the most relevant part for you guys. So, if your question hasn't been asked, I apologise. I have tried to include them all. And obviously, if you don't want to ask a question, I really appreciate all of them coming in. I usually put a um, like a poll out. Uh, early on in the week that you can ask your questions on Instagram and Twitter and any questions you have guys obviously in general be sure to head over to my social media and contact me there because I'm always open to DMs just general notifications I try to answer them throughout the week so if you have any pressing matters please just let me know and I will be I will answer them at some point I guarantee so um yeah moving on to a question it's going to be a Instagram dominated uh video here as that's where pretty much all of the questions have come from so thanks to everyone on Instagram there who have sent these over so without further ado so the first question guys is from at the ginger breadas uh, and he has asked Bamiang and Lamella out Tammy Abraham and Son in now quite a good question that obviously Bamiang has returned attack and returns in every game week so far Lamella has been a bit of a differential pick for those who have gone with him in the Spurs midfield started every game for Spurs, but has been a bit of a game-time risk coming off, um, not really finishing any of the games. And uh, on the flip side, Tammy Abraham, probably one of the best mid-price budget forwards on the game right now. Seven goals, priced at 7.4 million. And Son, obviously missing the first two fixtures due to suspension, but has really done well in the four game weeks that he has played. Assists last week, got a brace the week before, and quite, I wouldn't say necessarily kindly priced at 9.5 million, but good FPL value, I think, at that price. Problem is there is comparing him to Kevin De Bruyne there, where there isn't really much comparison, I don't think. But for me, I think that it's a it's a tricky one there because I do think that Aubameyang is going to be one of the highest scoring players on the game. I think that his underlying stats, his big chances... Uh, and his general sort of historical data suggests that he's going to be right up there this season and really pushing for the golden boot. But if I had to pick between the two as, as a pair, I think that Tammy Abraham and Son would be a better choice than Abraham and Lamella. I think, as I mentioned, Lamella is a game-time risk. It looks like Poch is trusting him right now, but in the long term, I don't know how sustainable that is. And as I mentioned, big praise for Aubameyang. I do think that he's a great option, especially for those looking for a premium asset I do think he's one of the best but I do think that Tammy Abraham at his price is brilliant FPL value he's shown that he is Lampard's number one man up top Chelsea for those who don't know have a brilliant long-term run of fixtures and I think that he is showing his class this season he has seven big chances as I mentioned seven goals I think he's great value and I do think that he's the best he is probably right now better than Pookie in regards to mid-priced forwards. And Son, Spurs are a bit of a sticky situation right now, but they do have four really good game weeks coming up. Son is basically playing as a striker, so out of position. And I think that the way that Spurs are playing right now, they really rely on his pace up top. And I think he does stretch teams and he's going to be starting most games. I don't think he's a rotation risk at all. And I think at his price point, he is good FPL value. So for me, Abraham and Son are brilliant FPL value and they would be my pick there for sure. So thanks for that question. Uh, next question is from at Hisham underscore Amon 17. And that's um, asked, 
sterling thoughts. So he currently has Kevin De Bruyne and Aguero already. So should he sell Sterling for Mohamed Salah? So, of course, as I mentioned previously in the video, guys, Sterling is uh, on a bit of a weird run right now. Obviously, dropped for the previous game, blank before. It's, I can understand why owners want to possibly sell him. They're seeing Aguero, De Bruyne pick up consistent returns along the way, and especially De Bruyne for a cheaper option. And I do think that there is a... Uh, an argument to it but I, I think really guys it's important to know that Sterling historically has just been an, an amazing FPL option so right now Sterling is the uh, has the third best XG of any player in the league you know Man City have brilliant upcoming fixtures and I think for the firstly taking away Kevin De Bruyne Aguero if you own Sterling I do think there is a there is an argument to own Kevin De Bruyne instead of Sterling but I do think that historically Sterling has both the attacking potential for goals and for assists he had he's had double digits at goals and assists in his last two seasons I don't see that changing this year whereas De Bruyne is fully reliant on assists and bonus points so I think while De Bruyne is amazing FPL value, and I do think he's the better FPL value pick, Sterling for me is going to be finishing the highest point scoring midfielders. I just think he has the underlying stats to show it. His XG is brilliant. Underlying stats in shots, key passes are all really, really high. So I think for those who do own Sterling, I would hold. They have brilliant fixtures coming up. I think every Man City midfielder is prone to rotation. Just look at De Bruyne against, um, against Norwich was rotated there obviously they paid the price and I think Sterling is just had to be rested at some point I think that's his game he's gonna be back into the side and playing the majority of these upcoming fixtures so first and foremost I think if you do own Sterling I really tread carefully about selling him because I think he's amazing FPL value now moving on to those who own triple Man City so in this scenario owning Sterling De Bruyne and Aguero um, right now the way I rank them De Bruyne, number one FPL value asset. I think he's amazing potential. And I think the way he started the season, 9.9 .9 million right now. He's just like, if there's ever a player to be essential, he's the man right now. So I think he's one to be on everyone's radar if they don't own him already because he's going to break through the 10 million barrier very, very soon. Um, and obviously, as I mentioned, real high praise for Sterling. I think he's an amazing FPL value. And how can anyone argue Aguero right now? Eight goals. Uh, underlying stats are amazing. Could have scored five goals against Watford. It was countless and a real captaincy option. But Sterling and Aguero are a funny one. I do think that Aguero, even though he's in amazing form, will be rotated more than Sterling throughout this season. I think Jesus is going to be getting game time more than previous seasons. I think that um, the start of the season has shown that already. Jesus obviously has been having an injury recently, but I think... Aguero, I can't argue with anybody wanting uh, to keep hold of Aguero or buy him. He's just an amazing FPL player. But for me, I think that I would hold triple uh, Man City attack. Why wouldn't you? I think, you know, the 8-0 win shows their value. Great upcoming fixtures. If I had to sell one, um, I, I probably would sell Sterling if I owned all three just because you know, De Bruyne's probably providing more FPL value right now and Aguero, I just think it'd be crazy to sell Aguero right now. So yeah, of course, 
I probably would sell Sterling if I owned all three if you didn't want to hold all three. But right now, I think three is a good option. So, yeah, that's my uh, that's my thoughts there, really. I think, of course, if you are looking to sell for Salah, I think Salah, again, is a great value. But I, I would see Sterling outscoring Salah in the next few game weeks. Salah has a real tricky run coming up. And I think I'll just hold Sterling, to be honest. I think he's going to outscore Salah and um, obviously a little bit cheaper as well. So, yeah, hope that helps there. Uh, next question is from at Mikot Mahadi. I hope that's right there. And is asked, um, needs to remove Pickford, Coleman and Maitland-Niles. So who are the best options? So kind of just a bit of a player comparison replacement here. And the way I look at it is, obviously Maitland-Niles getting red carded. I'm not sure if that's going to be affecting his league. So you should check that out. But for those who didn't watch the Carabao Cup, Bellerin returned to first team action and I think that's going to be, um, you know, possibly the end of Maitland-Niles' time at right back for Arsenal, especially in regards to guaranteed game time. I think they will ease Bellerin in slowly, but he is their first choice right back and I think that he is going to be taking the mantle from, from now on in. So I think Maitland-Niles is definitely a sell if you own him and I'd probably be looking at, currently priced at 5.1 million. There isn't, loads and loads of options necessarily so i think that if you don't have any more funds i think that the best option there would be either soyuncu of leicester i think they have some really good upcoming fixtures i know they have a tough one in game week uh eight but i think he is a really really good value there 4.6 million guaranteed game time and has shown that leicester I think they have probably the fourth, I think, best expected goals against, showing that they're not conceding loads of big chances. And with their fixtures coming up, I would expect some clean sheets along the way. Other than that, I would look at a bit of a risky one, but I think there's real value there is uh, Chelsea's Tomori at 4.5 million. Obviously, it would give you 0.6 million in the bank to spread across your side. I think that Chelsea have really, really good upcoming fixtures in the long term. And although they haven't kept a clean sheet, clean sheet this season, I do think that with their upcoming fixtures, if there is ever a time for them to do it, it is now. Rotation is a little bit of a risk for Tomori. Play three at the back against Wolves, which he was featured in, and is clearly higher in the pecking order than Zuma. However, I think the real question is going to be, once Rudiger's back and Lampard plays a four, who are the two in there? I think Rudiger is guaranteed there, and it's going to be a toss-up between Tomori or Christensen. So I think... Right now, guys, I think Tomori is a real good FPL option while Rudiger is injured. But once he does return, I do think that there is slight risk there until we get real clarity about who is the number one choice there. Of course, if all four centre-backs are available and Lampard continues to choose Tomori, I think he's a serious FPL option at 4.5 million. He could be real value there. So that's my choice if I had Maitland-Niles. Obviously, Coleman, slightly more expensive at 5.5 million. And I would be looking at Otamendi. I've spoke about Otamendi previously. I think Man City have really good fixtures upcoming. Laporte's long-term injury just means that Otamendi's game time is guaranteed. And I just think that he's a real good option, uh, FPL-wise. Shown that he is an attacking threat. Scored four goals in the 2017-18 season. I just think that he could be brilliant, brilliant value this season. So for me, if I was to go from Coleman, I would go into Otamendi if you don't have Man City value already tied down. And of course, for of course, for Pickford, similar scenario to Coleman, not keeping many clean sheets. I do think that he is, I don't know if he's necessarily a desperate sale, but at his price point, I think that you could easily come down into the likes of Pope 
at Burnley and you could get some real value there. They've kept a few clean sheets already this season, have a good run of fixtures, save points. And as I mentioned, that one million in the bank could provide good value to spread across the rest of the team. So those would be my choices there. Of course, guys, let me know in the comments what you think are the best options for these particular players. It'd be really helpful there. So yeah, thanks for the question. Um, next is from at FPL underscore integrity. And that is Kevin De Bruyne or Salah as captain. So obviously going to be hard to argue a case against De Bruyne right now, obviously with uh, his unbelievable performance against Watford. So Man City have um, Everton away, Liverpool have Sheffield United away. And I think that although Sheffield United have been performing well at home and have kept a few clean sheets, looked solid, I do think that we are sometimes overestimating certain sides. I think, I think that Liverpool are, you know, I think they're 14 games unbeaten or, or something like that, or something really, really good. I think that we shouldn't read too much into it. I know Sheffield United have been solid at home, but I think right now, Liverpool, the team, you know, they're a winning machine right now. And I think if I had to pick of those two, I do think that I would go into Salah. I think that, um, I think Everton are really poor. There's, I'm not denying that at all, but I think that they will put up a bit more of a defensive display against Man City. I think I would like to think they're going to bounce back from that horrendous display last game week. And I think that if I had to choose right now, I think Salah against this Sheffield United team could provide a lot of value. I think the way that Sheffield United play with the three at the back, the two wing backs, it's going to be interesting to see how they contain both the wing the wing backs, basically, of Liverpool and Salah in their wide positions. And I think there is potential there for Salah to get in, in behind that back three and real stretch them, especially with the speed and the way they break Liverpool. I think there's real potential there. So for me, I think if I had to choose right now, it would be Salah. And I think he's currently my captain as well on my side. So yeah, I hope that helps there. Next question is from at R4M Prasad. And that's uh, David Silva or Martial. So I think this is quite an easy one here right now. I think that in this current moment, I think Dav David Silva is the best option. I think he is a bit of a rotation risk, like all Man City midfielders, but I think that he is good FPL value for when he does play. Start of the season really, really well. Obviously, Martial currently injured right now and coming back into a Man United side, which are a bit hit and miss as we speak. And I think that with David Silva, you are going to be owning um, a rotation risk. And as I've said previously, I do think that um, with Man City, you shouldn't really go cheap. The value is in the De Bruyne's, the Sterling's, the Aguero's, the, the premiums of these sides. But if I had to pick between these two, I still think David Silva would be the best option. Man City have the best fixtures coming up. They have the form and the way David Silva's playing right now, real attacking influence in the side. And I see him playing in a lot of the fixtures, maybe getting rotating minutes-wise, but I think he will still be great value. Now, it's not to say Martial won't be good value when he comes back. But I think for me, he's a wait and see and how he firstly comes back into this Man United side and then how Man United's form continues. So for me, yeah, David Silva would be the choice there for sure. So next question is from at TJS Morton. And that is, who will score more points throughout the entire season? Kevin De Bruyne or Hoi Min Son? Now, it's pretty simple for me to answer this question. I think Kevin De Bruyne is going to be not only outscoring Son, but outscoring almost everybody on the game. As I mentioned, 
if you own Kevin De Bruyne, you're not owning him for tons and tons of goals. You're not expecting him to score 15, 20 goals a season. What you are owning him for is the assist potential. I can see him breaking his own record of 21 assists this year. And his bonus, he's a bonus point magnet. He scored 33 bonus points uh, in the 2016-17 season, 25 bonus points in the season after that. He is a consistent performer throughout. He's got attack and returns in almost every game so far this season. And for those who've just been watching him, it's not even a case of necessarily the stats backing it up. It's just the eye test. He's just the best player on the pitch. He has the best delivery. I don't care what anyone says about Alexander-Arnold or whatever. Kevin De Bruyne has the best delivery of any player in the league. I would say probably in world football right now. The way he can just pick it up from the wide positions and put it into the box on a drop of a hat is outrageous. And I think although Son is going to be outscoring him significantly in the goals department, I think Kevin De Bruyne has the assists uh, potential and also chipping in with the goals along the way to uh, outscore Son. That isn't to say that I don't think Son's going to be close. I think Son will be a great FPL option right now. But I think also as well, you've got to look at the teams. Man City have been the best um, the best team in the league alongside Liverpool. And I think Spurs have had some problems in their attacking department, scoring goals and performing. Uh, like you watch against Leicester. And I just think right now, I just think uh, Kevin De Bruyne is just by far not only the best option FPL-wise, but just in general, I think he's just amazing... Uh, asset to own for those who don't own him you really should look at getting him in if any player is close to essential it is him and uh yeah that's just my thoughts guys quite strong opinions on De Bruyne I know but I hope that helps so that's it guys thank you very much for tuning um team wise for this upcoming game week I've actually planned on making some very early transfers so I'm going to be putting a team article out on on our website www.footballadvice.co.uk um let's just say some points are getting taken points hits are getting taken this week so be sure to check that out and obviously check over on twitter because i'll be updating there about my moves there and uh kind of what direction i'm going in but there's definitely some big changes aside as i haven't made any points hits so far this season so it's going to be painful to make them this season but i'm almost certain i'm going to be doing it so be sure to check that out uh usual stuff guys i'm going to be having a guest q a article drop in tomorrow uh, with let's talk soccer uh, that's going to be going on our website again, so make sure to head over to that and check it out. Going to be answering even more of the hot topics and getting another view, a bit more stats-based. Uh, so be sure to check that, that out, as I mentioned, it'll be dropping tomorrow. Um, usual stuff, I think uh, there's going to be um, podcasts coming out. And of course, guys, if you enjoyed it, really appreciate uh, everybody who's subscribed so far. Trying to grow the channel a bit, so for those who um, haven't, recommended to your friends i really appreciate it because i'm trying to grow this a bit more um i think it's a really nice to just talk to you guys uh through the camera so i'm really enjoying it and for those also who um have been checking out i've been kind of like putting insta videos up so i've been doing insta lives one day before the fpl deadline so if you need any sort of last minute questions uh insta live the day before make sure you check that out usually around um by 7 p.m we usually do that and then for twitter usual stuff on the day of uh the deadline answer all your questions so just fire away there and i'll be sure to answer them all um and yeah make sure you subscribe and like guys make sure we check out uh twitter instagram don't have to repeat myself usually and uh yeah make sure to uh check out next week's video so thanks for tuning in guys be sure to enjoy this game week hope it's a green arrow and um, i'll see you in the next episode cheers <laughs>